I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 539. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who This. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, you know, I always say that mindfulness as a concept, it's really, it's simply the the art of putting your feelings on trial, putting your feelings on trial compassionately, of course, honestly, with eagerness, with forgiveness for yourself, sharing your feelings with yourself clearly and simply and putting them on trial so that you can challenge them and come up with more compassionate interpretations and actions that follow. Well, in dating, in relationships, in relationships of any kind, we need to do the same. And I've done countless episodes on putting your anxious dating feelings and thoughts and your overthinking and your desire to please and your eagerness to chase someone, putting those things on trial and challenging why you feel that way. But today, more practically, in regard to relationships, I want to talk about us putting facts on trial, the facts, putting the facts on trial so that we could truly figure out if someone is right for us or not, specifically their facts, the facts that they're clearly presenting to us, the facts that they simply and plainly have demonstrated with their actions or lack thereof. And so I have three of their facts that I want to put on trial today. Three facts where the headline is, you can't build a relationship with someone who does these three things. And so we're going to put these three things, these three actions or inactions on the table, on trial, and then we're going to render a verdict. So it's it's jury duty time. And we're going to do this mindfully. We're going to do it logically so that you don't find yourself chasing someone 
whose facts speak for themselves. So simple episode, one, two, three things to put on trial and realize that you can't and shouldn't want to build a relationship, the relationship you deserve with someone who does these three things. So the first, you cannot build a relationship with someone who doesn't talk about the future. You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't talk about the future. And of course, this is like such a source of friction in relationships. We shy away from standing firm on this. We might agree in theory, but in in action, we talk ourselves out of this as a necessity. We think, well, maybe I'm being too eager. I need to chill out. I need to take it slower. We don't need to talk about the future. That will come. I don't want to scare them off. I don't want to be too much. And it's thoughts like that, of course, where we end up trying to love someone now and for the future who doesn't feel the same way. But the fact of the matter is you cannot build a relationship with someone who doesn't want to talk about the future because you need more than chemistry. You need more than love. You need more than compatibility to make a relationship work. You need alignment. You need alignment that this is something built to last because you both want the same thing. You both want the same thing. You both have clearly expressed that this is something, a relationship is something you want to make work amidst all that life has to offer, a job, a a workout routine, a busy social calendar. You need commitment to alignment. That's commitment to the future. And if someone isn't even willing to talk about the future, much less commit to it, that's a problem. And we need to put that fact on trial. And there is, of course, here an element of someone's fear of commitment fear of abandonment that you know comes from it. This is a relevant thing to consider. Some people avoid talking about the future because it opens them up to commit and then be hurt even worse. Yes, of course, there's both sides of the equation here. We can understand, we could practice empathy towards someone's hesitation to talk about these things, but we have to stand firm in that you deserve someone who is willing to sit in that vulnerable place and prove to you like you proved to them, that you want similar things for the future. You both have similar ideas for what commitment looks like, for what us looks like. So as practically as I can say it, you can't build a relationship with someone who wants different things than you. Practically, right? You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't want to live together. You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't want to introduce you to their friends or their family, who doesn't want to travel with you. And sure, that having kids conversation is relevant. If that's super, super important to you and they don't, can you build a relationship with someone who wants the opposite of what you want? A willingness to talk about the future is so crucial in a relationship. And again, not in a love bombing, oh my gosh, yeah, we should go to Greece and, you know, over the top proclamations too early in a relationship kind of way. It's not that. This is a simple willingness and eagerness to talk about the future to prove that both of you want the same things or similar things with each other. You have shared beliefs about where your relationship is heading. That includes a conversation about the future, about living situations, kids, marriage, the uncomfortable stuff, no doubt, but the stuff that will give you clarity around the most practical side of this, which is, do you want similar things? I don't think you could build a relationship with someone who wants the opposite of what you want. What do you think? What do you think about that? You have to talk about the future. Look for your partner's willingness to talk about the future. And if they don't, and if they won't, specifically won't, put that fact on trial. It's like, think about it this way. You're on a road trip with your partner and you're not allowed to talk about where you're going. How would that end up? 
How would you know where you're headed? What to turn to take next? How to deal with the upcoming road, right? Conversations about the future aren't just like romantic ideals or aspirations about what could be. They are the essential foundations of understanding each other's expectations and boundaries and worldviews, important stuff, right? It's about knowing if someone wants kids, where and how you envision settling down in a sense, career aspirations, financial goals, how to handle challenges that come up. These discussions come from the roadmap that you lay when you talk about the future. Without those conversations, you're basically blind. You're you're making decisions based on assumption rather than mutual understanding. And we know that's a big problem. It's practicality at, at its core. If you don't know where you're headed, how can you prepare for the journey to get there or the, the bumps along the way? So that's point one. You can't build a relationship with someone who refuses to talk about the future. So that's point one. Point two, and on the surface, this is a no-brainer, but uh, you know, life, emotions, we forget this. You cannot build a relationship with someone who doesn't want to know you on your deepest level. You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't ask you deep questions, who doesn't want to know your why, who doesn't want to know why you are the way you are today. Practically speaking, I don't think you can build a relationship, the relationship you deserve, that doesn't have depth. You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't want depth. That's depth that comes from someone's, both of yours, eagerness to know each other's stories, your why, your past, your depth. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, The carb fear is real, and the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. 
That's newmindset at H-E-R-O dot C-O. And this is obvious stuff, right? But I think we confuse this idea of interest in each other. What I'm referring to here is someone's interest in knowing you on the deepest level, on the deepest level. But we dismiss this a lot of the times in favor of someone's surface level interest in us. Because it's easy to be asked questions by someone like, oh, what do you do for fun? Or how's work? Or tell me a crazy story. Or, you know, what's your favorite personality quirk or whatever. That kind of attention and interest is great, of course, but it's not deep enough. You deserve a partnership where there is immense depth, where there is an eagerness to explore that depth, to know how we got to this point. How did you get to this point? How did I get to this point? That's knowing upbringing, past relationships, learnings, triumphs, failures. Relationships are more than just surface level interactions, of course. They are explorations of of your souls, of your histories. And I know that sounds cheesy, but you know, thinking about it, when someone avoids knowing your depth and remains kind of just surface level, remains apart from understanding your why and your journey, it's like trying to appreciate something by just glancing at it. Depth isn't just knowing your favorite color or your personality type. Are you an INTJF or your love language? It's so much more than that. It's about grasping the experiences that made you this way, that molded your beliefs, memories that that make you smile, memories that make you sad, the things that trigger emotion. We have to get to the point where we're talking about these things. And I know this sounds cliche, but depth is essential. Depth is how you get to know someone. Wouldn't you say you want to know your partner? Wouldn't you want them to know you? It's how you get to know the real person you're dating. If you're eager to explore depth with your partner, you deserve the same in return. It's a requirement to have depth. And don't you want depth, right? Don't you want to look at someone and have someone look at you, for instance, and see everything about you, including your flaws and your doubts and your insecurities, but for them to say, I know where they're coming from. I understand these things. They know why. They understand the story behind them so that then you could have mature conversations about them. And don't you want to say the same about yourself? So yes, depth depth is compassion and compassion is understanding. And you need, without a doubt, understanding to make a relationship work. You understand each other because you have depth that defines understanding. And so I say, you cannot build a relationship with someone who doesn't want to know your depth, who isn't willing to seek out depth and understanding. A partner who shies away from this, who shows no interest in understanding your why or your story, that is a fact we need to put on trial. And the last one, point three, builds on this. I say you cannot build a relationship with someone who doesn't empower you to be your truest, your weirdest, your most vibrant, your most radiant self. Practically, you can't build a relationship with someone around whom you can't be real. You can't be fully real, fully vulnerable, fully sensitive, fully crazy, fully loud, fully quiet, fully extra, fully difficult, whatever adjective defines no filter. Insert whatever adjective here. Maybe you you find yourself hiding from your partner because you're afraid it will be a problem. Insert whatever adjective here you hide because you think it will make them dislike you if they finally see the real you. And from point number two, a relationship needs to be built on depth and understanding. And if you're hiding something because you fear your partner will throw it back in your face, this is a problem. This is a problem. And I will draw a line here, of course, between your own insecurity that says, I'm afraid, or they're, you know, I'm afraid that someone won't accept me for me. 
your own hesitation is normal, and we could break that down another time. This episode is about the facts. And if you're hiding elements of yourself because of how they react when you do, how they react to your realist self, you have facts, you have proof, we need to put that on trial. True connection isn't about just being together. It's about being genuinely seen and understood and accepted, of course. Does your partner shame you for being a certain way? Does your partner judge you unfairly when you let loose and you are your realist self? Does your partner throw your feelings or your sensitivities back at you? Does your partner judge you or tell you to calm down or stop being so difficult? Those are facts that we should not ignore. You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't empower you to be real. End of story. To be all in a relationship, you need to be all out in a sense, in the sense of everything out on the table exposed, nothing hidden, nothing diluted, who you are, who you really are, it can't be in a hiding place with your partner. It can't be hidden and then rationalized that, oh, maybe once you're more comfortable together together and more committed, then I'll finally let it out. We cannot live that way. And in the face of behavior, proof from a partner who shames you or judges you when you do let your real self out, we can't blame ourselves and say, well, maybe I, I am too XYZ. You know, of course, there is an element here of social responsibility and awareness, but even amidst that, we can't be afraid to be real with our partner because without being real, we don't have the second point, which is we don't have depth and understanding. And without depth and understanding, there's no future to point one because then you clearly want different things. So full circle here from three to two to one, if your partner doesn't want you to be your weirdest, realest self with them then as difficult as it is to say, you want different things. They want a version of you that doesn't include all of you. And you want, as you should, a relationship where they accept you as you are and you accept them as they are. So that's the final one. You can't build a relationship with someone who doesn't want you to be real, who doesn't want you to be your realist self. But that's it. Simple, simple episode. I'll end it right there. Three things, three facts that we need to put on trial and examine them mindfully and logically. So I hope this gave you something to think about. If it did, it mean a lot to me. If you'd share the episode with a friend, this might be something they need to hear right now. But that's it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. 
Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB, serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections. Some fatal have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.